Well, hi everybody, and welcome to um, another uh, my favourite Ipswich Town Eleven. I'm Mike Bacon. I, uh, I hope you're enjoying. Um, we well, seem to get some great, great feedback. I, I said last week I stopped in the high street, and this week I was in I was in the pet shop, and somebody stopped me and said how much they enjoyed Carl Fuller's uh, favourite eleven. I don't know. They're quite asking some budgie food for my my auntie but i mean that's another story together but anyway so here my favorite ipswich town 11 and this and this week well this week well look this week this week we have gone we've gone young mode we've gone very young mode this guy wasn't even born when ipswich town were the were the greats of europe and all the rest of it but he's big ipswich town fan and of course he's one of our fellow kings on the kings of anglia for a friend of the king big good good kings of anglia king he is and i'm sure he'll have some well i'm looking forward to his favorite it's gonna be very interesting this i i i i hope it's mr ross halls ross you're sitting there looking all bearded and wonderful how are you I'm very well. Um, always love your intros. Um, weren't expecting a pet shot that you mentioned in my favourite 11, but um, I'll take whatever it is. But I'm looking forward to this, Mike. As you said, I've been putting together all your your chats with Andy, Carl, Keith Deller and everything. And I look at their teams and go, oh, if I was alive to see those players play, I loved it. But um, yeah, my team's going to be very different. Well, it is going to be very different, I'm sure. But I mean, this is the beauty of a favourite level. It's all about favourite players, you see. I mean, we'd be wonderful to have some good players, best players, and all this that, and the other. But favourite players is always always great fun. Now, look, yes, I was in the pet shop, and um, that was, was 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 nice to bump into somebody about. Perhaps I wonder where I wonder where I'll be when someone bumps into me and says, "Cool, Ross Hall's favourite level was good, wasn't it, Mike?" I have no idea where I'll be, but I mean, I'm looking forward to that. So, look, Roscoe, before you, before we get even anywhere close to your favourite eleven, let's just you tell us a little bit about your Ipswich Town. How how did it all come about, and when did you first go? Born and raised Ipswich boy, as you can hear the Suffolk dogs' tones, um, and there's no other team really. You know, of course, you know you you have friends or other family members who may go and try to push you to like a bigger club or you know a premier league club at the time you know the arsenals or the main nighters and stuff but i stick to my guns i went i'm born and raised in itch got to sport them um my first game was an interesting one and i'm very lucky that i went to this game it was the bolton 5-3 um at portman road um the playoff semi-final second leg jim and night and all that um so that was um, a great start to my town fandom but i didn't go again for a while because i was very young then um, but yeah, I've I'm doing the boyhood dream at the moment, covering it through town as a job. But um, I've gone home and away. You can you can you can think of any other team I've gone to. You know, I've gone I've travelled across the country to support this football club, and uh, yeah, hopefully some good things are happening at this club again after um, the last decade or so. It's not been too great, is it, Mike? Very mm, no, has not been too great at all, Roscoe. That's an understatement, but it's neither here nor there. I mean, yeah, Bolton. So, you so do you remember much about that Bolton game? It was an absolute stonker, one of the best games. You were quite young, were you? A little, little, a little baby, a baby Roscoe, were you? Yeah, a very baby Roscoe. Um, I was only four at the time, and uh, yeah, once again, the only thing I can remember from that night is just crying i think at one stage because it was too loud as you know as you when you're a kid you when it's a bit too loud because of course it was a <laughs> everything happened in that game you know there was eight goals red cards penalties extra time pitch invasion um but that that is a night i can say i was there um and it was just a great night all around and um sadly nothing else topped that there's been a few you know late winners and some you know big goals you know one of the um, the manager I'm going to pick later on in the show is the man who we love to score a lot of goals under his tendership. Probably, you know, sort of spoiled it already for that one. But, um, but yeah, uh, town fan since I was a little kid. So, um, yeah. 
That's rather interesting because when I talk to people on here, of course, us us more aged town fans who we I've spoken to and chat away till we all talk about the good old days, the Beaties, the Hunters, the Butchers, the Osmonds, and the, all the rest of it. Um, I mean, you're, you're very young. Family. I mean, do you? I often want to talk to young. Do you? How do you feel when you hear all this stuff? Because it, it hasn't happened for a long time. And I mean, you must you must sit there getting absolutely either fed up to the eyeballs of 1981, 78, nine, all this sort of stuff. Or, or, is, or does it make you proud that you support a club with a history like that? It does make, yeah, I've got, we've got to respect it. I think, you know, our, our young guns, we've got to respect the history. But also, I don't like to always go back to it because that happened when most of us weren't born. You know, 81 was fantastic. FA Cup, you know, to say our football clubs won at FA Cup, you know, part of that massive list of all the English clubs that have won it. But then also us to win in Europe is always great. And, you know, my nan's a big fan. She's she's a season ticket older. She's 87. She's still got a season ticket now. She goes every home game and she loves it still. Um, and I always talk to her about different players like Paul Mariner and, you know, Kevin B and all the, all the greats. Um, so I, I always like to respect it, but also I like to talk about current day and present day um, because I think that's our main focus. But, um I never get bored of hearing stories about it. And, you know, this series has been fantastic to hear memories and stories. So um, I always like to hear about it. Well, that's good. Very, very good attitude, young Roscoe. Very impressed. That's quite right. Never, never diss your history. History is very important in all walks of life or every part of your life. History is very important. Learn a lot from history. And uh, and history obviously tells the Ipswich Town are a great football club. And, you know, Ross, I mean, let's before we get into your team, which we're I'm seeing I'm panning out a little so excited about what your team's gonna be. But I mean, you know, the last few years haven't been great, but Kira McKenna then, what are your thoughts on him? What are your thoughts of the season ahead? Uh, well, if you listen to our podcasts and videos, I've been a big fan of Kira McKenna when he came in the door. I didn't know who he was. I'm not gonna say I did. Um, you know, you, everyone did their research, everyone did the the Googling and stuff, but I've been impressed by him. I'm learning something new every every time he does an interview about football. Um, but I'm excited for next season. Um, you know, fourth season in League One. To think, I never thought we were going to be playing League One football, but then, of course, we got the relegation in 2018-19. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be supporting a football club in League One. Um, but I'm excited on Akira McKenna. I think he's um, this is his first sort of full season. Chance for him to bed in his more ideas, bring his own players in. We've signed some players already. Um, so bring on the season under Kira McKenna. And of course, you'll be you'll be pitch side, pitch side with your little video camera. Oh no, sorry, did I say video? I meant meant shutter camera, kind of a video. But a little camera there, you'll be clicking away and, and clicking all the fans and all the rest of it, and then get in that fan zone and and have some cups of hot chocolate and listen to the music and interview the fans. Just so you've got an exciting season ahead for for yourself, Ross. And of course, you'll be there with young with young Mr. Warren and Mr. Watson. They'll be accompanying you to, to home and away. So uh, look out for all the pods and stuff coming up. But that's all for the future. This is now, and this is Roscoe's now. Before we go on to it, so you told me beforehand in a little in the green room that we don't have, but it's sort of like a green room. It's just like, come on, Ross, where the hell are you? I'm waiting to hurry up and get on with this thing. But anyway, you said to me, I'm not having any substitutes, you said. Now explain to the to our listeners and viewers what, what's going on. I've you know, I've watched the other favor elevens and people have been given subs, and sometimes there's too many subs, so they're naming too many players. Um <laughs> And my list of favourite players isn't as big as probably as theirs because they've had more decades of watching town. And I did have, I did make a few notes of some subs, but I thought, you know what? I'm just going. I'm just, this is going to be my favourite eleven. Just my eleven players and the manager. And if one of them gets injured in the first minute, then going to play with ten, or I'll have to just jump in. You know, from a fan jumping over the um, the barriers to go and play uh, the player for the, the next ninety minutes or so. But um, I just want to say this is my eleven. Just eleven favourite players. That mm. is it. 
Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. What a what could you picture it now? Someone sent off the first minute. Up you up you step. Anyway, okay then. So have we got a formation, Roscoe? I mean, some people like the formation, some people don't. Stephen Foster went with the four two four, extraordinary. Um, but um have you got a formation before we kick off? Yeah, I do. I was tempted to go all out attack, but I thought now nah, I like I like my defenders too, and I like my full back. So I've gone five four one. So I've only watched one striker. So five four one. Well, there you go. We've gone from four two four with Mr. Stephen Foz Foster to five four one with Ross. Go on, then, Ross. Off we go. Then who's your goalie? And uh, we'll crack on. Enjoy. Okay then, goalkeeper. And um, I was a little goalkeeper back in the day when I was um, eight to ten years old. I was, I was very small, so I didn't last long in goal. And um, I've always liked goalkeepers. And unfortunately, town for the last couple of years, maybe the last decade or so, we haven't been blessed with some of the best goalkeepers, have we? Christian Walton is getting up there now. He's one of my favourite. But my all-time favourite is Bartosz Bielkowski, the man with the beard, the Polish international. Um, of course, he went to the World Cup for them. But, um, you know, he signed as a free agent from Notts County in 2014. Um, he also had like a weird spell. When I looked, did my research, he actually had a loan spell at town back in 2009, but didn't play, a, a, you know, didn't make an appearance. But when he came in as a backup to Dean Gherkin, he then became number one. Um, and he was just unbelievable. Watching some of his highlight reels is just unbelievable. Some of the saves, it shouldn't be possible. And I think there's one game against Nottingham Forest where he saved the original shot, then he then there was a rebound, he saved that. Then there was another one where he had to claw up to then keep it off the line. Goal line technology had to get involved and the ball was just, oh, just about not over the line. And um, some of those saves during a couple of seasons here was fantastic. Um, and he was a great character as well. And, I wouldn't say he was the inspiration of my beard, but um, at the time, when Bart was here, we had a lot of town players who had beards. Um, Luke Chambers had one. Paul Anderson had one. Cole Scoot even had one. Everyone just had a beard. And um, Bart was just a fantastic goalkeeper. And uh, he's my goalie. Mm. It was a time of beard. You're quite correct. And Bartos was certainly at the, at the forefront of that. Bielkowski, when he came in, of course, we all dreaded having to spell his name as journalists when he first, when he came. It was the biggest dread. Um, but anyway, but he did. He was a fantastic goalkeeper. You're absolutely right, um, Ross. I think he's one of the best goals we've had here in the last decade. To be fair, Christian Walton, very impressive at the moment. But Bart was right. Because was he player of the year once or twice? Yeah, or well, three times in a row, I think. So you don't get player of the year three times if you're not half decent, do you? So that's a good good shout there, young Roscoe. And I think um, a lot of people will, will they'll start already. They'll be going, wow, wow. They'll be going. This guy's really done. He's done. He's done his homework. So that's good. Yeah, good start. But in goal then, right? So you have got five at the back. This is extraordinary. Um, just talk us through how they. Well, where do you want to start? So of course, yeah, I've got, I've got three centre halves and I've got wing backs. So I think probably let's just do all the centre halves first, and we'll go to our wing backs. Um, and I just love. <laughs> One of these centre-halves, they're probably going to get sent off, most likely. Um, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to start off with the Canadian, the big Canadian, Jason DeVos. I loved him. Um, he was my captain. He was my first like proper captain, if you know what I mean, where I knew what captains were. Um, before that, we had Jim Gilton and, and co. And like Matty Holland, of course. But he was my first one. I knew what captains was. And, you know, think he was a cracking signer. Like on a free transfer from Wigan in 2004, um, won so many headers and he did something that a lot of our defenders don't do at the moment and score from set pieces, which mm. I just like to see. Um, he's been named in the Hall of Fame as well. So once again, you don't get named in a Hall of Fame at a football club if you weren't that great. Um, but I just love Jason DeVos and uh, what a character as well. And of course, we've got a connection with Canadians at the football club before we had Craig Forrest and Frank Yallop. Um, Jason DeVos then joined that 
that group. We've also had Jamie Peters and there's some other ones out there as well. But Jason DeVos is my first centre-half. Good shout to Voss, and um, I believe he did a column in the newspaper, I believe, for a while with us for uh, the East Anglian Day Times, which star. He was very good. He's very good with the media, and still is, I believe, very good with the media. So, and and a very fine footballer, right? good, a good solid centre half there, uh, Roscoe. I think that's 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 just sort of um, you know, you, you get what you get with um, get what you see with with Jason DeVos. Um, very good player, very good player, good choice. Well, so that's one. So excellent. Carry on. Second is going to be the man in the middle, and it is Christoph Bearer. Now. Once again, a lot of my players are all free, a- free agent signings because um, he, once again, was an unreal signing um, by Mick, who was reunited with Mick McCarthy. Um, of course, they're both at Wolves together. But to sign him on a free, an experienced centre-half, um, in his first season, once again, looking at my research, one supporters player of the season in his first campaign. Um, now, he wasn't the fastest. <laughs> he wasn't the fastest centre-half, but he did read the game really good. Um, once again, score from set pieces, which is what I'm going to rely on my defenders. They need to score. I've only got one striker. My set pieces, we need to you know, make sure we score from, and he's the man who can do that. Him and Tommy Smith, he, their partnership, I think he scored five goals in his first season then six goals in the playoff season. Um, now, let's talk about the elephant in the room. He did get sent off against Norwich in the playoff, semi-final second leg. I think some people may not forgive him for that, but I just love Christoph Berra. I think he was a fantastic player, um, the Scotsman. And um, I also spoke to him for my Ross Meat series, and it was just great to chat to a, a player that I really liked watching. Um, and he's an, another good lad. And uh, Christoph Bear alongside Jason DeVos, nah, mm-hmm. not bad. Good player, Bear, as you say, and uh, part of that very successful playoff season. Um, the only one, only basically the only main season Mick McCarthy really had big season, but it was a bit. It was a big season, very close to to so much glory. And yeah, Bear was a. Hard, wasn't he? Hard man. I mean, you've chose you've got some pretty hard defender. I mean, he'd stick his head in anywhere, wouldn't he? As well, he, he wasn't scared of much. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And yeah, that that that, that red card. I think when I always mention Christoph Bear on you know fan podcasts or anything like that, some people go, "Oh, can't forgive him for what he did." But all round, he was solid for us. Like yeah. I think before that, we didn't have many great defenders. We were conceding a lot of goals, but he came in and we were you know keeping clean sheets and just solid at the back. And his partnership with Tommy Smith which is fantastic. And as I said, he scored from set pieces and that's what I want my defenders to do. You're going for your go. You're going for the defender to get set pieces, aren't you? So you've gone for two, you've got two good centre halves there who scored plenty of headers. Um, now, well, in lightness with a, th- you can't, a third, not a third big, strong man, surely. Yeah, I have done. Um, it sounds like I like my big, big men at the back. It sounds like, um, but I've gone with Gareth McCauley. Um, yes. really like Gareth McCauley. Um, signed by Jim Gilton in 2008. Um, had a bit of a shaky start that I can remember, but um, he was just another leader and an all round consistent defender. You know, he became really a consistent defender. Um, once again, scored goals and set pieces. Um, so all my free defenders will be getting scoring goals. Um, I was very sad when he left. He left on a free transfer, which was just I still can't get over that really. He went on to then play seven years in the Premier League with West Brom. You know, capped, capped 80 times for Northern Ireland. A little fun fact for you here, Mike. Would you want this I fun like fact? It. He's also MBE. He's Gareth McCauley MBE. So, well, for his service for Northern Ireland. Extraordinary. How did, how did, when, when did he get that? Well, did he get that? Well, young Roscoe Keane, have you got a date or how did it come about? Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, but basically um, it's just for his services for football in Northern Ireland. Um, huh? And, you know, if you search Gareth McCauley on Wikipedia, it says MPE. So, right. fair play well, to Gareth. 
Must be correct that if you if you've got it on Wikipedia. So they're excellent. Um, a good good defender, Gareth McCauley. As you say, you don't play in the Premier League as long as he did. You know, if you're not a good defender, it's just as well we let him go on a free. Really, that sounds that sounds an absolute bargain. Um, but no, I mean, fantastic defender, McCauley. He was. He did. He read the game well. Not quite in the. Was he quite as strong and beefy as as um as as the other two? I don't know. Perhaps not. But certainly he was a very cultured defender. Good good player. Yeah. And I think as well. My team is it sounds like gonna be a lot of hoofball because that's Berra used to do that. DeVos a mm. little bit did that. Um but we'll get to my striker later. But he he'll be he'll be loving these these defenders to be part of his team. But um but yeah, that those those are my center arse. Should we go to my 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 wing backs? Get on go on to your wing backs. Yes, yes, we need we need we need a bit of we need a bit of few players going forward here. At the moment we haven't really progressed much out of the eighteen yard box, but I mean <laughs> go on then off you go. Okay, so on the right I've got Fabian Wilness. Uh, what a guy Fabian was. Um, solid right back. Part of the team that won promotion to the Premier League, of course. I was very young, you know, during that team. But he stayed at the club for so long, you know. A great servant for the club. Of course, got a testimonial because he was there that long, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years at the football club. Uh, went through a lot of players. Went through a few managers, of course, you know, from Burley to Royal to then Jim Agilton. Um, I think I think he left just when Roy Keane came in. But... Um, yeah, he was just a fantastic player and um, always got forward really well. Um, scored a few goals, you know, the goal against Man United, which is always up there. He scored against Norwich as well, which is always good. Um, but just what a character as well Fabian Wilness was. And um, I just really liked him as a player. And he also had a few moments where he could get sent off as well. So um, I thought be wary of him possibly. But thankfully, maybe at right wing back, he won't get involved in tackles. I'll, I'll leave them for my centre halves. Well, bear in mind you've only got eleven players. You can't have too many sent off, Roscoe, because you're going up with about eight men at this rate, but with, yeah. with no subs. But um, anyway, yeah, Fab, Fab by name, Fab by nature. Yes, that goal against Maynard. I was there that night. Well, you weren't there that night, young Roscoe, I suppose, were you? But what a day that, what a night that was. Rather than night, wasn't it? Town's first game back in the Premier League. Beckham, Giggs, Skulls, Neville brothers. And up nips Wilness, bang. And didn't he say something once about Nor- how no Norwich players would ever get in the Ipswich team or so? I think he did something way on Norwich about so I can't remember the exact words. I'm sure our friends of our Kings of Anglia friends will remember the great phrase, which of course went down absolute storm among town fans and really wound Norwich up. Um, good choice that he's a he was a very good footballer. Um, and again, I don't know. I mean, you might have a list of how many times he played for town. I don't know if you do, you probably haven't. You might be able to flick to him if he hasn't. I mean, he played quite a few times for town and um yeah, I mean, yeah, very good player. And uh, yeah, it's here, here quite some time. But um, and he's, I've just, he's um, just looked up. So he played over 300 times for the club. So mm. that's a lot of games. As I said, 10 years. You don't, in nowadays football, no one stays at club for more than three years nowadays. But for 10 years, getting a testimonial, um, having to go through all those managers, all those players, you've got to give, you know, big credit to Fab. And as I said, a great servant for the club. Very popular player as well. Very popular player. Good choice of a good choice. He's a he's a bit of a flying wing back. So at least we've started to get over the halfway line now, which is excellent. And um, so what? Well, there's obviously somebody on the left hand side. Then um, young Roscoe. Yes, and um, currently at town we are needing this sort of left back or left wing back, left side of player. Um, and we've not had many great ones really since I've been watching town. And um, this this guy was just fantastic. And it's Aaron Cresswell. <laughs> um, what a player! Fantastic first season at the club. Um, of course, the only good thing at Paul Jewell did at Town was signing this man from Tranmere in 2011. And um, as I said, he had a fantastic first season. I, I was looking up; he got linked to a Premier League move in his first season, but he stayed, carried on, 
Um, Wander left foot, scored some decent goals, um, especially the one that sticks out, the goal against Crystal Palace, um, which was just fantastic. It was goal of the season for us in 2013 for that one. Um, and of course, he was always he was always going to head to the Premier League, weren't he? He was always going to go there. If it was with us, it would have been fantastic. But unfortunately, at the time, Mick McCarthy was building the team. Um, Aaron Cresswell scores set pieces as well. Um, can take set pieces. So he's probably going to be my set piece taker, probably. I've got a few other players who can do that as well. But Aaron Cresswell went to West Ham. Three plus million, I think it was three million and a half, something mm. like that, which is just a bargain for West Ham. He's gone on to make over 250 Premier League appearances. Of course, won a few caps for England as well. Um, but Aaron Cresswell really liked him. Of course, Toro Mings weren't a bad replacement for him, but I always say Cresswell is better than Mings. Very cultured. Cresswell, cultured left foot, I've always thought. He never re- yeah, I've always thought of Cresswell. I've always been watching him, watching a lot of West Ham. Um, often he doesn't, it's the simple things he always does well, I think, about Cresswell. Whenever I watch him play, I think he just does simple things well. He's not, he doesn't sort of, you know, doesn't light the whole place up by, by roaring past 10 people. And he just does simple things well. And he has got a very good left foot. And you're absolutely, well, especially your team, because you need someone to be putting those balls in the area. He'd be ideal. Uh, he was very good. And and to, well to go on again and done what he's done. I mean, we were very fortunate to have him. It's a shame he, these players didn't go up with us. But you know, good choice for good choice for left wing back there, Aaron Cresswell. Yes, nice one. Good good thinking that Roscoe there. Nice one. Hey, so hey, before we go much further, then let's go through your back six as we've got. Yes, yeah, so of course, good old um, the Polishman um, Bart in goal. And then we've got Fabian Wilness, Jason Navos, Christoph Berra, Gareth McCauley, and Aaron Cresswell. That is mm. um, a good. Good back line and also attacking line. If um, because Aaron Cresswell and Pavi, they can defend as well. If yes. um, yeah, you know, the, the defenders will be up for the set pieces. Although Aaron Cresswell will be taking the set pieces, so I thought it's through really well. But they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll do a job. They'll do a yeah, job. Exactly. You don't 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 overthink it, Ross. Don't overthink it. You carry on. It's it's a nice team. It's coming along nicely. And now we're moving at the centre of the park. But this is interesting because this is four in the centre of park, just in front of your five. So some of these are well, I don't know. I don't know what the team is, mate. Are they? They must be one to quite attacking midfielders in here. Would you suggest? Or you haven't got four holders, have you? Four holders. No. Midfielders. <laughs> we'll, we'll never get anywhere at this rate. But no, um, so I've got a right midfield and then two centre mids and then a left midfield. Um, so let's start with right mid, and it's actually a lone player, which is can be controversial, but the amount of games he played for us and the impact he made was just unbelievable. Eight games in total, four goals. It's Giovanni dos Santos, ah, oh. oh, the Mexican, just did some incredible things during his loan spell from Spurs. I still can't believe we signed him. You know, I think I was 12 years old at the time and I was just so impressed. His touch, his movement, as he said, his goals. Um, he also scored against Norwich. You know, the last time he beat Norwich, sorry to repeat that live on air, uh, he scored a penalty. He also assisted Adam Quinn for that goal as well, um, for his goal at the game. Um, but Giovanni Dos Santos, just some of the things he did on that pitch at Porn Road and even away, just I was just like, wow, I was just amazed. Um, and yeah, we're never going to sign him permanently. Of course, he went on to then go to back to went to actually Villarreal in Spain, then went to America. Um, of course, Mexican international as well. But as a young lad, I was just at awe with him, and he was just fantastic. The, the Mexican magician. Mexican magician, very good. Nice, nice use of nice use of words there, uh, Roscoe. Be absolutely right. And of course, it was like it was just signing. I remember the time. It was a very short period of time. It was just like signing a Premier League player. It was though we just well we had just signed a Premier League player to suddenly put in our Championship team, just like that. And it was extraordinary. Suddenly, this guy was clearly head and shoulders above what we had. But we got him on loan for that short period of time. But he, I mean, how many did he play? It was eight games that all he played. Yeah. 
Yeah, amazing. Eight games, and yet all those memories from just those that all that that, that you know, logged that for just those eight games. It's it, it sticks in your mind. What what a great sort of how many players have played more than that? You can't even remember the names. Yeah, I think um, I think just that that impact and that spell. Of course, it was a an interesting time because you know you know that Roy Keane then came in. I think yeah. he played two games under Roy Keane because it was after the Norwich game. Jim went. And, you know, he scored four goals in eight games. You know, one of them, as I said, was against Norwich. I don't think there's a goal at home against Burnley as well. Um, but I just, it, it, when you talk about loan players, you, there's always like loan debates and stuff like that. And we always talk about who's the best loan player. And he always gets mentioned because the impact he did in the most eight games, you just can't believe he played for us. And um, just, I just liked his movement, liked everything about him. And I'm watching back some of his highlights because I'm, you know, I know I was 12 at the time, so I can't remember much from that. But I just, when I speak about Giovanni de Saint-Arth, it just brings me back memories of just some of these things he did. So, I um, mean, he's got to be on my right. Well, absolutely. And I think the fact, as you say, you've, you mentioned De Santos to Ipswich Town fans and they'll go, oh, wow. And he played just eight games. I mean, I mean, it's extraordinary. You know, people have such great memories. Very good choice there, young Roscoe. I mean, if you, I'd rather you didn't keep putting in the fact you were only 12 when he signed, making me feel extremely old sitting alongside you here. I would be, I'd probably be a little bit grateful. But um, you you carry on. Um, so, it's Dos Santos is in there. Was he on the right, is he, did you say? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You carry on. What's the rest then? Okay, let's go to my second, or my first, sorry, centre center mid. And my first centre mid is Owen Garvin. Ah. The Irishman. Mm. Um once again, just loved Owen. Um, mm. He had ability just to float the ball around. He had a very interesting running style, I have to admit. He, um, he just, I don't know, he's a very laid-back character. You know, it's a big comparison. I compare him to, like, Gerard, like, when he was first coming through, just how, mm. how they looked, how they just, they're both very skinny lads, weren't they? Gerard was very skinny when he first came through, and Owen Garvin was very skinny as well. Um, you know, he, he made a really big impression when he made his debut, and he was part of the Youth Cup winning team. 2005, and then he broke through under Joe Royal, and then he then became Jim Gilton's sort of right-hand man when he then became manager, and he was sort of replacement for Jim, really, because Jim then became manager. Um, and he didn't have the career we're all hoping for, probably, at town. You know, he still made over 150 appearances, which was great. He then went to Palace, then played a few times in the Premier League, and then, unfortunately, his career just stopped. I think he just fell out of love with the game. Yeah. But I just I just really liked Darwin Garvin. When he broke through um, and that was, of course, a time where I was really watching Town week in, week out as well. And he was just one that just always stood out for me. But um, really liked Owen. I, I, I get that. You know, it's funny. I really do get that because I think you're right. Owen Garvin was, you felt he was very much a local. He wasn't local, obviously, where he was born. But he, he's very much an Ipswich Town youngster coming through. And and we sort of saw him develop, as you say. And we wanted so much for him. A bit, I suppose, like Andre, you know, and, and down, Flynn Downs. It's that type of sort of, we, we, we wanted to keep coming through and, and be so... And Owen, Owen had, he, he had some good seasons. He was a classy player. He didn't have a lot of pace, did he? But he was, but, but he, he could pick a pass and he could, that's what I liked. He could pick a pass and that's, that's, you know, he liked the ball on the ground. And uh, yeah, good choice. That was a good, very good, very good choice. That young Roscoe, very nice. Good, good footballer, Owen. He was. Um, and next to him, um, he'll be doing some of the running. Um, it's Tommy Miller. Tommy Miller. What a man. Goal scoring <laughs> midfielder. Uh, penalty king as well. Scored all types of goals. Made some great runs. Linked up well, of course, with Ben and Cucci during them, them two playoff seasons. And that was my first proper season where I was week watching week in, week out and, you know, seeing a very successful team score goals. Um, and the thing that stood out for me with Tommy was his celebrations a lot. You know, there's one, there's two celebrations that stick out. Is the one with the snooker cue. 
um, all with the um, the corner flag, and he was like using it as a snooker coup. And then the push-ups <laughs> for Sheffield Kucci as well is a great picture of him and Sheffield Kucci doing push-ups. Um, but Tommy Miller, what a player, box to box, uh, and as I said, goal scoring midfielder, which we've been lacking for a very long time. Hopefully, Sam Moore's is that man now. But um, for a while, you know, we didn't have many midfielders scoring goals, and Tommy Miller was always guaranteed at least five, ten goals a season. Um, of course, some of them were penalties, I have to add, mm. but he has to score them. But Tommy Miller, what a player, what a, what a guy. Mm. Mr. Warren put Tommy Miller, I think, in his side as well. I might be wrong. I think he did. Um, he was a good player, Tommy Miller. And like you say, goals. He used to get some goals. Yes, he did get a few a few pens, but he had a couple of good seasons there with Ipswich Town. Of course, as you as you rightly say, you know, getting to the playoffs and stuff and, and, and good, very good player. They, they left a lot of them left at the same time, didn't they? If I remember rightly, I think, with Tom, yeah. which, was, which was a shame. But Tommy Miller, yeah, I suppose... He's a bit of a John Walk type player. I'm not comparing them because there's a different era completely. And John Walk was obviously a legend, you know, an absolute international legend. But Tommy had a little bit about that about him as well. Um, not quite on the John Walk level, but certainly a little bit about him. Good, good choice. I can see why. Yeah, nice. And one. there's also Tommy. It's just a, such a great guy as well. Like, I've been had the opportunity to speak to him a few times for podcasts and just other features, and I met him a few times in person. He's just a really great guy as well. And I think that's what a lot of my team is. A few of that I've been lucky enough to meet in person and, and meet a few times to actually chat about different things about their career. And they're just all been top blokes. Um, of course, there's some that may not. Like, I haven't seen, I've not met Giovanni Dos Santos, unfortunately not. But hopefully one day we can get an interview with him because that'll be interesting to hear his thoughts on his time at town, if you can remember, because he's probably thinking, Itch which, where am I going? Itch which. <laughs> um, but uh, you're here, my friend. But um, no, Tommy Miller, what a player. Excellent. Great. Tommy Miller's there uh, in the middle of the park alongside Owen Garvin then. And uh, so you must have, so this, so you must have always got a man on the left here. Who, who, who are we, who are we plucking out on the left? Well, I don't think many people are going to include this man in their 11, but for some reason I just really liked him. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a build up here because it's going to be an interesting one. He was a very slow winger. Um, so he's not going to be that quick. He's not going to be running down the flanks, but I just loved him. And that is good old Darren Curry. Darren Curry. The little step overs. Our very, our very own David Beckham, I'll say. Um, very yeah. As good as David Beckham, of course. But I just love Darren. You know, scored some set pieces. He scored on his debut against QPR. I was, I was there at Loftus Road when we won 4-2 in the orange power gen kit. Uh, decent little player. Good crosser of the ball. And you know what, Mike? Just a just a tight, good, tidy player. He just did, did the job. He, he had the number 10 shirt as well. Curry 10. Yeah. Um, and he's said, blonde, hair, blonde hair, didn't he? Blonde hair as well. Oh, yeah, tattoos everywhere as well. I think we're in the system. There's just like pictures of him just with his pants on, and he's just got all the tattoos. So I think we must have did a feature of him for the magazine. Um, but once again, I've I've had opportunity to speak to Darren a few times, and um, he always like jokes about why do you why did I why do you like me so much as a player? Just <laughs> you're just a slow winger, and I just I I like to step overs. I like some of the boots he wore as well. Um, and I think you mentioned Joe Royal wanted to sign him for so long and he finally got his man and just Darren Curry. What a man. Mm, he scored against QPR, as you rightly says, and uh, gave us a wonderful green and heading that Saturday night. Curry stings the R's, which was um, which was 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 a, a beaut, which uh, thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, but no, I mean, he uh, he was actually 
you know, he was a really skillful player. I mean, yes, he, you're right. He wasn't your, he wasn't your, your wing merch. He wasn't your flying wing merchant. But oh, he did twist and turn and get he got crosses in very quickly. Sometimes and and left and right foot as well. And you know, you see sometimes I was watching. I won't say who a certain England national that day got on his left foot. He couldn't even cross it. You know, it sort of had to come back onto his right. You know, and and Curry was quite capable of doing both. And he was a good signing actually. And he brought a lot of fun to Ipswich Town and a very very good quality player. And you're right. In fact, I'm not sure why those pictures of him. All his tattoos goes up if you when 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 we get up when we when this yeah. goes out on the on if you watch this on video because yeah he did have a lot of tattoos I think there was a feature done off him on that but yeah um good shout Roscoe why not I mean I, a lot of actually a lot of people like Darren Curry a lot of people and I think as well um he was part of a team that was successful you know you know back to back playoffs he signed I think when the transfer window was very weird he I think he signed in like November or December two thousand and four. Um, so it's it's one of those things, well, 2003 or something like that. But um, you know, when the transfer window wasn't a thing just yet, um, so he signed halfway through a season, and of course was part of that that team that got from you know promote on going to the playoffs, didn't win promotion. Still can't believe we can't, we can we didn't do that after that that season. Those goals, top of the league, and all that. Um, but it was part of that, you know, setting up goals, scoring a good, few goals himself. I know he always tried to get the miss he did against Leeds. Where if he scored that, it would have been a big game, big point. But um, I won't speak more about that because that still hurts. Yeah, yeah. But like you say, he was, he was, he was pop. He had the looks as well. He had a little bleached hair and, uh, like I say, a little sort of Beckhamish sort of style about him um, in the way he looked. But uh, yeah, Darren Curry, excellent choice. Um, good choice. A good midfield. So your four, so look for your four midfielders there. Let's go run through them again. So Giovanni dos Santos is alongside Owen Garvin, Tommy Miller. And the slow winger himself, Darren Curry. Don't, don't keep saying slow winger, poor chap. You'll probably, you probably might, might listen to this. Might, yeah. um, anyway, well, any go. Well, so it's a five-four-one. So we, you actually, you are actually going to decide to have a striker, which is which is quite useful for 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 a football team trying to score goals. So I mean, this man's he's got a bit of where's going to be pressure on him. I don't know. Perhaps the perhaps the midfielder going to supply so much, or the defender's going to score so many set pieces, it won't be required. But go on then, Roscoe. Who's your main man up front? Well, funny enough, I normally actually like two up front. Normally, like I'm a, I'm a four four two man to be honest. Definitely on a computer games and stuff. But um, this man I think can do the job on his own. And he's got a lot of cover with Tommy Miller there as well. Tommy Miller can get in with the goals. But um, it's Daryl Murphy. Daryl yeah, Murphy. Now, before we get on to his of course his prolific season, um, you know, three loan spells before signing on a permanent deal. Um, okay, he wasn't prolific in his first couple of spells. I think he he actually scored. Fun fact, another little fun fact for you, for you, Mike, just for people who don't know or can't remember. He actually scored 23 seconds into his town debut against mm -hmm. Middlesbrough. So that's a great start. Um, but yeah, look at the stats here. Six goals and 18 games in his first loan spell and four goals in 34 games in his second. Um, but he did play on the left wing a lot in his first few spells, which yeah. didn't really do him justice, really. Um, then when he signed permanently, he finally scored in double figures, 13 goals in 46 games. And then... The season that was, the playoff season, the 2014-15 season, everything he touched was in the back of the net. Left foot, right foot, header, volley, 27 goals. Um, he was always strong in the air for me. You know, good runner with the ball as well. Um, and he just linked up really well with, you know, with David McGordrick that season and other players, part of that team. Um, and I just I just love some of his goals as well. Some absolute crack that he scored that season. Um, and of course... It was a bit, dis bit disappointing, you know, when he left and then we replaced him with, I won't name the player we replaced him with because he was not very good. But um, I think we haven't had a, 
a target man like him really since. I know James Norwood, you can put him part of that bracket a little bit, but we haven't had a man like Daryl Murphy who can who just he's got all the attributes to be a top striker and a top target man. It was it was it was bizarre, wasn't he, Murphy? It was he was complete and utter marmite for town fans for a little while. He, he was, I mean, he had his loan spells, and quite frankly, most of us were left sort of thinking, "Oh my goodness, have we got?" Me? And then we signed, and then and then he did have after he signed him permanently. It was okay, and then out of the blue, I mean, it was and it was a bit out of the blue. Let's be honest. I mean, this season he had was it twenty seven goals, twenty six goals. Yeah. It was it. It was literally every time Town scored, you expected Murphy to come up on that wherever you you're watching or listening on your phone or something. He just went extraordinary, extraordinary season, and really he single handedly fired Ipswich into those playoffs. Really, well, I mean obviously the team, but you know when you have a man like that score that many goals, um, and he he strong player could hold the ball up, and he had a little bit about him as well. He had a bit of strength and pace. He wasn't you know he was just a hold up man. He's he's a very good player, but. Like I said, to start off with people, I know some people think, oh my goodness, what we signed him for, you know. But then he exploded with this season. Yeah, why not? Favourite player, I would say. That uh, that season on its own, it was almost a Marcus Stewart type season, wasn't it? You know, yeah. um, you know, um, from, from a few years previously. So, yeah, good choice, Darren Murphy. Yeah, you like your Irish players, don't you? You've got a couple of Irish players. Yeah, I've got, I've got a bit of an Irish connection. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not Irish myself, my family. I just, I don't know why there's something about, we've, of course, the town have had a lot of Irish players, you know. Mm. It, you know, in our history, you know, even from the the early eighties as well and stuff like that. But definitely under, you know, Joe Rule, we had a few. The, the academy had a lot of few because Mick McCarthy brought a lot of Irish players because of these connections mm. as well. Um, and before we get into the manager and stuff and naming the whole team again, I just want to quickly say there's other strikers I could have mentioned. Um, Darren Bent, of course, Pablo Canago, love Pablo. Mm. Um, there's there's a there's a few more I can mention, but John Walters as well, Alan Lee. Um, I won't name them all. There's, there's name all the strikers there, but mm. I just I felt oh, like I had to put Darren Murphy. You know, I had to pick someone from a, a, a successful team recently mm. from 2014-15, and Darren Murphy's got to be part of that. Well, see, this is why I have a subs bench, Roscoe. This is why I tell people you have a subs bench because rather than reading off all the people you didn't put in, you can put them on the subs bench. That's the idea yeah. of the subs bench, of which you've decided not to have one. The first person on this feature not have one, and you're going to play with a bare eleven. But that's your choice. But no, look, a good eleven, a good eleven. I think, as you rightly say, before you know who the manager was, just go through this team again, and then you can tell us which which lucky former town manager is going to be the man to to take charge. Okay then, so um, five four one, um, Bart in goal. Then we have got Fabian Wilness, Jason DeVos, Christoph Berra, Gareth McCauley, and Aaron Cresswell as my back five. Then we have got Giovanni De Santos, Owen Garvin, Tommy Miller, and Darren Curry in my midfield. And up front on his own, going to score twenty seven goals for me as well, and that is Daryl Murphy. Fantastic, I like it. It's a good. I said, I mean, I like that. I mean, I like that. I mean, I've heard, I've heard so many Kevin Beatties, Alan Hunters, um, Franz Tyson's, Arnold Murens, and all the rep. Paul Maris, quite rightly so, of course. Um, so it's nice to get perspective from someone who hasn't seen, didn't, was not lucky enough to see all those players, but still got lots of great favours. And there's some good players there. I'm saying that there's a lot of good footballers there. Um, so well, who's the man? Who's the manager? Um, it's Paul Hurst. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, uh, Paul. Why Why did you have to say that? See, are we going to edit that? No, we're not, are we? No, you carry on. <laughs> no, um, it, it's none of my managers called Paul because we had a lot of managers called Paul and um, I'm, I'm pleased our, our manager now is Kieran McKenna and he's getting close, you know. You know, he's getting close. I've not picked him just yet, but um, give him a few years. He's probably going to be my favourite manager of all time. Um, Mick McCarthy got close because once again, you know, the last successful manager in terms of getting us into a playoffs. Um, but I've gone with Joe Royal, um, good old Joe Royal. Um, 
I said earlier in the in the video, um, his team scores so many goals. You know, gung ho approach. Um, you know, on the, you know, Darren Bench, Jeffy Cucci, you know, Tony Miller scoring all those goals. Um, and what a job he did. You know, he had no money. You know, all the star players, you know, had to get sold. Um, then he brought his own sort of players in. And then when we missed out on the second year in the playoffs against West Ham again, he then had to see the likes of Darren Bentley. Tony Miller had to go as well. A few others had to go as well, like Kelvin Davis in goal. Um, and he was just a great manager for us and signed some really good players. Said signed Darren Curry. He's part of my 11. Um, but yeah, what, what a nice man as well. Um, and those two seasons when we got back-to-back you know, playoffs, so many great games. The crew game always sticks out, 6-4. Um, and I think Joe Rawl deserves a lot of, lot of credit for what he did. He's, his brand of football was great, wasn't it? I must be honest. I mean, it was great. And to get those back-to-back playoffs that he did and stuff, and it was it was just great. It was a good it was a good period. I think none of us had loved any more than Joe to have got us back in the Premier League, to be honest, because he had he genial Joe. I mean, he was just such a... Always had a smile on his face and he was a typical scouser. He's he just a great character, you know, and he always had a good story. And, of course, I'll tell you a little stuff from the sports room's perspective back in the day. He used to be at phone him at sort of 8 o'clock every morning. Um, for a story for the paper, just before we had printed about sort of six o'clock the night before, we used to actually print on the day then, and um, used to be able to phone him up, and um, he'd always have time. He'd always be there, right? Well, forgive me a ring. He said eight o'clock every morning for a, for the latest. You'd have to have one. You'd have once a week press conference. Um, you know, back in those days, you could you could just speak. You could just phone Joe up on his on his mobile or on his phone uh, office phone um, for the latest. And uh, yeah, good choice. A, a very popular manager as well at Ipswich. You know, when he left. People were disappointed that he had left. He left with no bad feelings, I think, which is obviously not, not what's happened in recent times. But certainly, yeah, good shout that. Um, yeah, Ross, good shout. Uh, like, to be fair, I ain't got many good choices really. Um, I said Mick McCarthy, <laughs> Joe, um, Jim may I think deserves to get a mention because once again he brought in Giovanni dos Santos. Um, and you know those couple of years he was in charge as well. Um, there's some good football being played as well, but unfortunately, you know the way it ended with him. Um, but other managers don't really deserve getting mentioned because they weren't very good. So there we go. Well, no, the managerial situation hasn't been fantastic over the last uh, decade or so, has it? But let's hope. Uh, let's hope we're, we're we're currently in the in the realms of of, of a new man um, and a new era, very much a long term era is what we like to see, not just a new era, a long term era uh, for Kieran McCare to build his Ipswich Town team. Right, Roscoe, this has been fantastic. Before we have a quick final chat, just run us through your whole team again with your with your manager. I was going to say with your subs, but you ain't got any. Um, so off we go. So in goal, Bartosz Biakowski. On the right, Fabian Wilness running down that flank, crossing the balls in. Then we've got three centre halves, my three brutes, um, Jason DeVos, the beautiful Canadian. Then we've got Christoph Berra, the Scotsman. Then we've got the Northern Irishman of Gareth McCauley. On the left, we've got Aaron Cresswell. Then on midfield, we've got the Mexican magician, Giovanni de Santos. Owen Garvin, the Irish Gerard. Uh, then we've got Tommy Miller scoring the goals. And then on the left, the slow winger, Darren Curry. Sorry, Darren. And up front, the Irishman scoring me the goals, Daryl Murphy, and the man that's going to be managing them alongside me, of course, Joe mm. Royal. Mm, fantastic. I like, I like the way, firstly, you've put yourself, managed to get yourself on the bench as an assistant coach, and also the fact that um, and you managed little names, little names for everybody, which is which was nice, which is great. Hey, Roscoe, it's a really nice, really nice 11. That not good, good memories for you. That, that's what this is all about. Um, it's all about someone's favorite 11 and, and how much they've enjoyed watching these players play. And, um, and well, um, brilliant. Well, let's look forward very quickly for a couple of minutes to 20. 
22, 23 season. Young Roscoe, I know that you'll be there with your, your cameras and your video. <laughs> and he said videos there. Um, pitch side, um, camera pitch side, sorry. Um, and obviously the fans have the fans chat away to you at the end of the game, which has which has proved really popular. I mean, that's that's been great. The fans social, obviously, that we still do on KOA podcast, but match day, game day, when you talk to the fans, that's been good, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been good fun. You know, I've met so many great, I can say characters, you know, who support the club up and down the country. You know, there's I've met some some great people who now I can call them friends really now. I go and play five aside with them, go and you know, I've, I've stayed at some of their houses for away games. Good old John Watson gets a good shout out. Um, I've stayed at his house. Um, and it, it's it's just good fun. And the people who are listening and watching, if you want to get involved, get in contact. You know, we want more voices to be heard and Hopefully this season we'll be talking about good things. I'm sure there can be some bad games. There's always guarantee a bad game here and there, but it's always great to hear some thoughts from fellow town fans up and you know up across the country, even you know abroad as well. If you want to get part of the fan social podcast, um, if you live in America or wherever you live, you still can get your voice heard. So uh, get involved. But I'm looking forward to next season, Mike. Looking forward to going to Forest Green Rovers, going to Morecambe again. That's I know that sounds crazy, but I'm looking forward to going to Morecambe um, and also Plymouth again. I know that's once again a long way to go. But those sort of grounds, I don't mind going to because um, you just you enjoy the trip. Mm, exactly. Well, that's what supporting a football team is all about. You've got you've got to enjoy it all and uh, and make the most of it. Well, look, let's hope Ipswich Town have a cracking season. Um, uh, season coming up. Roscoe, thank you ever so much for your time. That's a wonderful Fab Eleven. We'll be back with this feature again next week. With uh, I don't I don't know I don't know who we're going to have. I mean, we have so many people queuing up now. We've got queues queues of people coming up, which was which is which will stop me getting stopped in the street every five minutes about this that and the other. But Roscoe, thanks ever so much for your time. Great Fab Eleven, and um, obviously see plenty of you on the KOA podcast in the in the weeks months ahead and um well thank you very much Roscoe appreciate it and we'll see you again sometime from true crime to football Brexit to football more great podcasts from Archon head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.